Welcome back to Notorious IDP Fantasy Football. We're here today in the Notorious Studios. I'm here with Ronnie Johnson, and I'm here with Sean Smith. How are you doing today, Sean? Doing pretty good. Coming at you live from quasi-studio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty excited this week. I pulled up another W, so I'm three and once and at the top of my division. How are you doing in fantasy football? No. Two and two at the bottom of the pack. <laughs> Not bad. I know there's no one four teams. So, you know, the funny thing is I've got, uh, I think, the third lowest points in the league. And yet I'm sitting right there at the top of the league in a tie. How does that work? <laughs> well, I'm sitting with the third most points sitting at the bottom of the list. So I don't know. How does that really work? That tells you you got to have a good fantasy defense. And let's keep those guys you're playing against down. Or a lot of luck. Yeah, that could that could be it too. I'm not going to claim luck. All right, so we're in week five already. Uh, we're going to go over some of our waiver wire pearls, the Alba Fay team, of course, which is pretty small this week, and whatever else we come across. So some news, notes, and injuries. Starting off with, there's a whole lot of these. So uh, sit back and grab a seat because this is a long list. Jacksonville wide receiver DJ Chark. He's on IR with an ankle injury. You know this guy, Detroit defensive lineman, Romeo Aquara. You picked him up, had him on your team. He's out for the season with Achilles. Matchup of the week, I called him. <laughs> and I even played him. You know, it was pretty good. I think I had Charles Harrison, Harrison that game, and he did all right. Um, Indianapolis safety, Kari Willis. I think we both had this guy on the one. He's dealing with a groin injury, and I think his maybe his ankle or something's banged up a little bit too. He was out for the last game. Kind of a surprise inactive. Uh, hopefully he's back this game. We'll see. That one I did not expect. Another one I didn't expect, uh, New York Giants safety, Jabril Peppers. He left the game with a hamstring hamstring injury, and he put up the mama bird on my starting lineup. Luckily, I still pulled out the win thanks to my receivers. You know, this is an IDP podcast, but receivers win championships is what we always say, right? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Here's another guy that you had in a matchup, Los Angeles Chargers linebacker, Kenneth Murray. Probably, what, three hours before the game, they put him on IR with an ankle injury, so he's going to miss a few weeks at least. Carolina linebacker, Shaq Thompson, he's out with a few weeks with a foot injury. New England defensive lineman, Hendry Anderson, he's out for the year with a pectoral injury. And some offense, this is kind of a big news because this guy's pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty good running back, Chicago running back, David Montgomery. He's out for about a month, maybe longer, with a knee injury. They did say it was not an ACL. Maybe it's a sprain. We'll see. So look for, look for some backups in our waiver wire coming up soon. If I can get through this list, um, Kansas City wide receiver Josh Gordon, he's activated from the practice squad, so he might be playing pretty soon. And it sounds like some things are shaking up in Jacksonville while Urban Meyer's on the hot seat. You see that news? No, I didn't, but do you think he's really on the hot seat? <laughs> he might be now, after uh, the video came out about him. So he was getting grinded on by a, a young lady at his bar in in Ohio when he was there for the game. <laughs> and that's all the internet's talking about. I was going to say, I don't see nothing wrong with that. As an <laughs> older gentleman myself, you know, you still got it. You still got it. Well, they didn't, they didn't fire him, but they talked about it, the owner of the team and some of his representatives. So a little jealousy maybe could be popped in. Maybe, uh, I don't know if Urban's been married, but maybe his wife had a call to the ownership. <laughs> yeah, said, hey. I'm pretty sure he's though. married. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, New York Jets in Atlanta is in London. Uh, so be be ready to start your, set your lineup if you have any Jets or Falcons players, because that game's what, about three and a half hours earlier than the normal games. So Pay attention to that one. I don't know how many people have Atlanta and Jets people, but maybe after last week, we're going to see a lot more Jets. The Jets defense had seven sacks, seven pass defenses, seven tackle for loss, seven, seven, seven. They hit the jackpot against Tennessee. Are they for real? Well, my question is, you sure you read that right? Because they usually give up five sacks a game. So you sure they didn't give up the seven where they actually got the seven? <laughs> they got seven. Their defense, I mean, their defense showed up. The funny thing, that was one of our breakdowns where the pass game looked like it was there for Tennessee. Tennessee didn't really want to take it. They still want to hand off to Derrick Henry and then throw it on obvious passing situations. And the Jets, I think they're the way they play defense is all up front. Like you're probably going to beat us in the in the deep secondary. 
But if we get and sack you before you can throw the ball or just put pressure on you, you're not going to get those easy completions. And it's working. Well, and to answer your question, I do think they're a legit defense mm-hmm. until they get tired. So as long as the offense can hold up most of the time, I think they'll be okay. But once that defense gets tired, you can see it fourth quarter rolls around and they start giving up a lot of points at that point. Not bad. I think, uh, well, they did have 14 quarterback hits too. But does that get you tired? I mean, sacking the quarterback, even if you sack the quarterback seven times, I think it's, you get tired of being on the field a lot. Exactly. Three in and three out. But you get three sacks and three plays, you're going to feel pretty good and you're probably going to be jonesing to get back out. Here's an interesting stat too. So they had the triple sevens, right? Plus the 14 quarterback hits in that game. 70 solos in that game for the Jets defense. And a lot of that's because Tennessee runs it with Derrick Henry a lot. But that is a lot of solo tackles for the team. Well, in our league, the two top linebacker scores were both from the Jets. So I was going to ask you, you think the Jets can sustain that kind of tackling? And then I saw, oh, they played Derrick Henry. Yeah. So I was like, cross it off my notes. I think we saw that last week with uh, Derrick Henry. So every time someone plays Derrick Henry, that's your obvious matchup, I think. Just get in your linebackers or whoever's playing Derrick Henry. And this week, just to look real quick, it's Jacksonville. So maybe Miles Jack. We'll have a game finally. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's kind of it for news and notes. Uh, IDP touchdowns and safeties. I have zero. I don't know if I missed any, but I looked through all the all the games, all the scoring plays. Not a single IDP touchdown. Uh, the only one I could come up with is uh, special teams. Washington's DeAndre Carter had a 101-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. So maybe uh, offenses are getting better at not throwing the ball to the other team, letting them score, or fumbling in the end zone. All right, so... Uh, Let's, do, let's turn it over to some trivia time. I don't have really any good trivia, but last week we mentioned Sam Darnold leading the league in rushing touchdowns. He continues to lead the league in rushing touchdowns with five now, which is one more than Derrick Henry, speaking of good rushers, with four. So the trivia question for you this week, sorry to give you Sam Darnold trivia every week, but um, who has more rushing touchdowns this year? Sam Darnold or Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, and Austin Eckler combined? I will take, is that a signed jersey of Sam Donald? On the wall? <laughs> oh my God. Next to the Mike Hilton jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I'm going to take the QB on that one because McCaffrey's been hurt. Cook's not been cooking. And Eckler has probably got more than both of them to <laughs> combined. Eckler's only got two. I think he's got two receiving, two rushing. And McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook each only have one. So Sam Darnold is the best running back in the league, apparently. Should have drafted him number one overall pick. If you could put him at running back. I'm sure he's a return there, though. <laughs> All right, so some some uh, leader, sack leader, interception leader. Sack leader, still Miles Garrett. He's got six for Cleveland. Uh, the NFL interception leader is Tray- Trayvon Diggs. Wow, we've been talking Trayvon Diggs up. It's it's still surprising. Every Over time a year? They throw it to him, yeah. Well, he got hurt last year, but he was doing the exact same thing. He was getting an interception every game. Then he kind of gets hurt and falls off a little bit, but, you know, missing games and that kind of stuff. Now he's back to it, getting back-to-back two two interception games. He also leads the league in pass defenses with eight. So, man, he's – What quarterback threw two picks to him this – I mean, what quarterback wasn't smart enough to go away from him? (laughs) A trivia question. It might have been the NFL rushing leader for touchdowns. (laughs) That tells you what Sam Darnold is, right? You know, the funny thing is Sam Darnold, I saw those two picks. I'm thinking, oh, he's not going to have a great fantasy game. But he ends up with four touchdowns, two rushing, two receiving, or two throwing, and still is one of the highest scoring quarterbacks in fantasy this week. So, And I think one of the INTs was a bobble off of the hands. It was pretty sure. And Trayvon Diggs almost bobbled one of the interceptions himself and dropped that. So that could have been better, but... Wow, that game kind of threw me too. I expected Carolina, the number one defense, to uh, to hold up, and they didn't. So, who is the number one defense right now, in your opinion? In my opinion, I don't even know who it's technically, but I know Arizona can come at you uh, at every direction. 
But I don't think I'd want to play Cleveland. I would say they would be my number one defense. Cleveland scares me. In my in my defense scoring, I have um, Cleveland at a 31.9. They are the best defense in the league right now. But surprising, there's a few teams that you wouldn't expect. Obviously, Buffalo's kind of kind of up there. Um, Carolina still, they, they dropped down to about three or four. Uh, the Jets, the Jets are right up there in the top six or so. And Miami, believe it or not, is kind of another surprise name to see up there. Las Vegas and Denver, too, are two good ones. And then Dallas. We, we, we talked about how bad Dallas's defense was last year. And now they're one of the top eight defenses in the league this year. And they've got a pretty good offense, too. So that might be a team to watch. All right. Well, we, this isn't an official score or anything, but I think we both agree Cleveland's number one defense now. Yep. All right. So uh, update on our pick six. Still not the greatest, but a little bit better. We both tied at three and three. Should have picked a tiebreaker. Oh, well. So that's that's something we'll keep doing out, and hopefully we can do better. I mean, we're, we're getting a little better, but we're still pretty bad at that. All right, the Alba Fade team, really short list this time. Probably why I'm talking about all this other stuff. There are no defensive backs, and usually they dominate this list. There is one D lineman and one linebacker. Do you want to? You probably never guess in a hundred years who these guys are, but do you have any kind of guesses you want to throw out? They're not big names. You can cheat off your waiver wire. Well, I'm looking at it. Thinking, <laughs> Quincy Williams is my number one D line, but I don't think he had anything other than sacks and tackles. So no guess on D line. Maybe I'll grass. No, he had only had two tackles, and they were both sacks, Gregory. No, this guy's no. a Chicago guy who does have another surprising good defense. I almost put Khalil Mack on my waiver wire. I think I didn't because of the matchup this week, but Khalil Mack is starting to play good again. All right. I'm just going to guess one of the two, Quincy Williams. No. <laughs> D-line, we've got Kingsley Kiki for Green Bay defensive tackle. He had one solo, one sack. One pass defense and one force fumble. Not a lot of stuff, but you don't need a lot. You need a little bit of everything to get on the Alba Fate so team. One solo, one sack. So that was his only tackle. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and usually I don't give you credit with a pass defense and interception, but in this case, it's a sack. So yeah, it's like I had Randy Gregory was going to go on my list. He had two tackles and two sacks. I was like, well, that's all he done. That's, that's still good, good point. And the funny part is that he had a forced fumble too, Kingsley Kiki. Yeah. That forced fumble could have been on the sack. So a strip sack is a forced fumble, a sack, and a solo tackle. So, I mean, uh, who was it last time? Joey Bosa got one of those. <laughs> Although it didn't count as a fumble because I think the offense recovered it. So that's the only D line, but at least there's one on here. And linebacker, it's an edge rusher for Chicago. I call him a linebacker because I think that's what he's listed at. Travis Gibson. He had three solos, one assist, so at least a little better, right? And more than that, one sack, one pass defense, and one forced fumble. So right. not bad. And zero DBs. So that's it for the Alba Fate team. Need, uh, need some of these guys to step it up a little bit. All right, you ready for what people are really listening to? Not us babble, but waiver wire pearls. You betcha. I'll give you – I've got five. I'll give you my first one. I did the honorable mention, like I already mentioned, Randy Gregory. I really wanted to put him in here because I talked him up as a sleeper this year. Then I cut him, and then all of a sudden he has a good game. I was about to ask. Did you just cut him? <laughs> so I kind of threw him on there just to give myself a little pat on the back, how big of an idiot I am. But number five for Detroit, your boy, Charlie Harris. Charles. Charles you Harris. You call him Charlie. Yeah. He's only – he's not even a full percent owned – Three tackles and a big sack. I think he's got he's got a couple of a uh, couple of sacks this year too. So he might be the best. Well, with uh, Romeo out for the year, he might be the best D lineman they have. Makes me a little nervous. Can he handle the double team that they start? Where I guess they don't really need a double team anyone on that front line. So he's going to get one on one coverage. Yeah, well, I don't have him <laughs> mainly because he's on Detroit, and I'm starting to move away from having Detroit players unless they're linebackers to get tackles or something. <laughs> Well, let's see. I'll start out with, uh, I only have four. I'll start out with my number four since you started with your five. I have Dante Fowler, an edge rusher for Atlanta. Uh, he, has, he has two sacks on the year, and he faces the Jets this week, who might have a good defense, but they still have a bad offense. So I like Dante Fowler of Atlanta. I love that matchup for this week. 
And number four for me is Daryl Taylor. Another guy, only 12% owned, had two tackles and one sack this week. Pretty nice. I have Daryl. Is it Darrell or Darrell? Darrell. I've yep. been calling him Darrell Taylor. Defensive end for Seattle. Three out of four games this year with a sack. That's all I got to add. But he is on my list too. So I think I had him last week, but he's still widely available. Yeah. All right. Then I'm going to go up to Christian Wilkins for Miami. He was on this list last week. He's getting quite a few tackles on that front side. So I really liked him. He had four tackles, but zero sacks this week. You know, that's kind of interesting. I'm thinking back to last year. We had uh, Christian Wilkins and Emmanuel Ogba. We talk them up almost every week. And I don't know if this might be the first time we've mentioned either one of them, their names <laughs> this year. Maybe Wilkins has been mentioned, but they, uh, they're not doing quite as good as they were last year. No. So that's kind of a surprise. Well, I don't have him. I'm, in fact, I don't have Miami players at all. I do have a couple of Jets. Uh, so let's go to one of those. John Franklin, defensive end for the Jets. He's another guy, three out of four games with a sack, just like Darrell Taylor, but John Franklin. I keep seeing him near the top of the leaderboard in points. I just, I guess because it's the unknown, I'm really afraid to go pick him up. But sooner or later, I mean, someone's got to go get him. Yeah. Look at Logan Wilson as an example, or Hargrave of Philadelphia. Is he not a beast? So Hargrave, it took a while for me to come around on because he plays tackle, but at least this guy, Franklin, he plays in. So, and you know, you can say, well, is it related to getting seven sacks last game? Is that why he all of a sudden he's showing up? And then the answer is no. I mean, three out of his four games, he's had one sack. So that's, that's some consistency you want there. That's probably more consistent than Aaron Donald. Yeah. And I will agree with you 100% with him. Even though he's not on my list, I just keep thinking, I got to mention him, got to mention him. But number two for me is, can you say tackle master for a defensive line? But Sam Hubbard for Cincinnati, he's racking up a lot of tackles himself. And he had four again this week. I do like him. He's not widely available, but he's definitely out there. in plenty percent I think he's probably the best lineman on Cincinnati's line. Uh, I don't have him. I think he was a little too high for me in percentage. So I went to another Jets guy. I've got two Jets guy. I must be showing them some love. Quinnen is Quinnen Williams, <laughs> defensive tackle. One and a half and two sacks are the sack numbers he's had over the last two games. Pretty good. I mean, that's that's almost two each. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm going to agree. He would be my number one pickup for the week. I mean, he had six tackles also on top of the two sacks this week. I almost wanted to throw in that they're playing Atlanta, but looking at the numbers, Atlanta actually gives up less than the league average in sacks. So you can't really say that's an advantage because of the matchup. I haven't ran into a defense like the Jets. <laughs> Go Jets. I hope we don't get on this Jets defense bandwagon, <laughs> but we might have to. All right, I don't have any more D-line. Do you have any right. more? Well, let's ask a few questions. Who okay. do we want to drop? Ooh, drop time. Okay. Ranked number 148 overall, 52% owned, J.J. Watt. Drop. Yeah, because <laughs> no second thought there. Yeah, everyone on our list is, other than Sam Hubbard at 53%, is 38 or lower percent. Wow. And then, so next one, same out of our free agents, Cameron Jordan ranked 79 62% owned. That one's a little bit tougher. Well, let's go with uh, start at right at number three, Christian Wilkins. We both had him on the list, right? The problem there is like Christian Wilkins isn't guaranteed. Oh, I didn't have Christian Wilkins. Okay. He's not He's not the type that is going to get you sacks every game. But Cameron Jordan, you know, if he has a game, he can I mean, the probably obviously he's not consistent right now, but he's got it in the past. It could be an age factor too. So, so I think uh, that one I I'm not ready to drop Cameron Jordan, but if you're desperate and you're losing, now's the time. Like if you're down at your record where you're 500 team, maybe lower, <laughs> you might want to make some changes. All right. And if they turn out wrong, oh well. Quincy Williams and Ooh, Cameron. No, nah, sorry, Quinnen Williams Quinn. or the Cameron Jordan. Mm. You know, I think I'm going to jump on the bandwagon before it gets too full with the Jets and probably take Quinn and Williams. Right. Quinn and Williams was another guy that we talked up a lot last year. 
I think Quinnen and for the inside guys, him and uh, the Miami guy, Wilkins, yeah. were pretty good. But I like Quinnen. All right, the last one. This one isn't that tough, but just to point out that maybe it is time to cut bait and run with Chase Young, 79% owned. So he's getting cut, <laughs> and he's ranked 74. That's, like, that's one of those guys that I couldn't cut. No matter, I'd probably be 0-4 right now saying, you know what, I can't. I, I just can't cut Chase Young. But, I mean. Do you bench him then? Yeah, if you can, I think he's so Cameron Jordan, you have to bench. Chase Young, you have to bench. Chase Young, though, you're you're gonna it's the problem, right? You're just like, well, if I start him or if I bench him and he goes off, I feel so dumb because that's Chase Young. Someone in our league, I'm not sure who it was, had Zeke Elliott <laughs> touchdown, hundred yards, right? Had him on the bench. It's hard, but sometimes you just have to do it. You just, you know what? Until he earns my trust again, how can you keep him in your starting lineup? It's just like those coaches, right? You got to go with the hot hand. Right yeah. now, Chase Young's not the hot hand. You're not going to cut him or nope. trade him to another team because uh, you probably couldn't get much in a trade anyway. But you go with the hot hand. And even if the hot hand is somebody that, like Javon Hargrave, not too many people had him at the top of the list, I'd yeah. definitely start Javon Hargrave over Chase Young. And there's, you know, if you want to drop down the list, even on the same team, Jonathan Allen. Yeah. You would just you go have I to start sweat him. over him. Yeah. So my my opinion is I I bench Chase Young until he has a big game. You know you got to kind of take that risk because if not you're going to keep getting a zero and then you lose. It's like ah. But I agree you cannot cut him yet. But and that's one that you have to keep an eye out for. Where's that matchup where it's likely for him to have a big game? And that could be apparently playing Tennessee. Could be playing the Jets this week. They're playing New Orleans. So. Like we said last last week, New Orleans is a running team, so I don't expect a whole lot of sacks there. So, yeah, yeah that's tough. I think I have to bench him one more week, but not cutting. All right. Going into my linebackers. Number right. five for me is the other Chicago linebacker we haven't mentioned, but old guy, more of an edge, I think, Robert Quinn. He's like 10% old, but he had like five tackles and a sack. I think he's got like back-to-back sack games i'm this is another one we're talking about right in the hot hand he's been hot all year mm -hmm. and people are apparently slow to get on him because what do you say 10 percent? yeah so I've, I've got that he's got a sack in every game Whew. every single game how many how many defensive linemen can you say that about or linebackers and so he's got four and a half on the year too so four games four and a half sacks a sack in every game that's that's the definition of consistency so got to have that guy i mean he's owned in our league but that's he's out there in ninety percent of leagues. All right, that's I've got the same guy, so I'll let you go. You're next. All right, I'm gonna go number four. I know we talk about him all the time. Still only forty one percent owned. He did not have a sack this week, but he's been averaging a sack and a half every game. But he did get four tackles. Redick of Carolina. Mm -hmm. This is that linebacker boomer bust guy. I think that's a great pickup here too because it's. You know, with uh, Shaq Thompson being out. Oh, I agree. That probably elevates Reddick a little bit. I don't have him, so I'm going to go to my number two. Uh, Matt Judon for the outside linebacker <laughs> for New England. The last three games, he's had at least one sack, totaling four and a half over the last three. And he has Houston this week. And, you know, we, we talked how bad rookie quarterbacks were, except for Davis Mills. Davis Mills show he's still a rookie quarterback throwing up four picks. So look for uh, look for New England to kind of take advantage of the rookie quarterback in Matt Davis Mills. So I like Matt Judon. I also have him on my list. He's only in 15% of leagues. I think we brought him up last week, waiver. Someone in our league gave me a call and said, hey, I need a linebacker. Anything? I said, well, you listen to the podcast and give you a Matt Judon. He's free agent. Watch him tonight. And he did not disappoint with two sacks. Well, definitely, if you need waiver wires, listen to the podcast, tell your friends to listen to the podcast. Or if you need matchup advice every week, we've got that on Thursdays or Wednesday show. So definitely spread the word. All right. My last linebacker, Vaughn Miller. Still only 43%. Wow. When are they going to get but one tackle, one sack? <laughs> Buddy got the sack. I mean, that's you, you pick Vaughn Miller for sacks. If you want tackles, you go with Denzel Perriman. Enzel Perriman is the next one on my list because he's still pretty widely available. Not widely, but he's definitely out there in most leagues. 
He's second in the league in tackles. Ooh. Second in solo, second in tackles behind uh, the Seattle Wagner. And so the guy looks pretty good. He gets his tackles. He doesn't do much else. So he's not like an all buffet guy. But if you want, you know, a solid eight, nine, ten solos every game, Denzel Perryman's your man. Uh, I do have one more, too. This guy's – I threw him on here. This might be a little bit too high of a roster ship uh, to qualify as a waiver wire, but I'm going to throw him on here anyway. Foyasada Luwakon for Atlanta. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring him up. He had a big game. You got to get yeah. him. You've been loving him, and he's been disappointing. <laughs> Plus, he's got the Jets. That, the that Jets. helps a lot. It's like, well – Sure, he's not. He's maybe 50, 60% rostered. So I thought, well, this is this is, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this is somebody that's going to take advantage of the Jets. He's 23 solos and Ooh. 20 assists. All right. And those assists add up too. And one sack on the air. Well, but that's the tackle guy. The tease tomorrow's show or Thursday show, you're the one with his big game. I wonder if he's going to take over because we both have the other linebacker. Well, there will be a conversation on that one for sure. And I, I think I haven't really decided, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, all right, that's all for my linebackers. Do you have right. any uh, droppable candidates? I do. Well, so I've got three linebackers and we can also do the waivers. I got CJ Mosley, 50% owned. Ooh. He's ranked 14th overall right now. I have Reddick, Boomer Bus, 41% owned. And then Matt Judon at 10% owned, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's three linebackers. Patrick Queen, would you drop him for anyone we've talked about? He's ranked 39, but 77% owned. Wow. I think because he's a linebacker, I, I think we, we have this discussion probably every year around the draft is how do you value linebackers in a draft? You go and get them early. Or do you let other people take the big names and let everyone else? Because there are so many linebackers in the NFL. And so I think like my strategy is to go out and get D-line. So Patrick Queen's one of those big names. And if I'd love to have him on my team, but if he gets, you know, taken and slides past me, but oh well, I'll get some no-name guy that's going to put up better numbers. Matt Judon is a <laughs> no-name guy. But I, I think because he's a linebacker and not producing – you go with what's producing a linebacker. So I, I definitely move on. I may even cut uh, Queen if I had him. I'm with you. I would cut and move on just because Judon is a beast. Red X, Boomer, Bust, and Mosley, they're all out playing him. Mosley was a big name at the start of the year. Yeah. I think a lot of people, including us, had him high, highly ranked, probably top 10 linebackers. So that one, that one's not surprising. The surprising there is 50% roster. That's... I don't get that, but you never know. All right, next one, ranked number 48. He is, I want to say 90% old. Yeah, I need 90, to read my handwriting. 90.1. Devin White. You know exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, on your team. I'll let you talk, but I can't cut the guy because he's too valuable. But tell me what you have to say and I'll... Well, and looking at so we we had a trade talk that didn't go through, but we were working out a trade involving a running back like a Zeke or even Javante Williams and a receiver like Mike Williams or somebody like that. Then we threw in some linebacker talk and you have both Logan Wilson and Devin White. And I was thinking, well, Logan Wilson's the hot hand. He's got all the points. He's putting up monster games every week. But Devin White's got the name. So would I rather actually take Devin White? Or would I take the, the hot hand and Logan Wilson? And I was leaning towards taking Devin White in that one. But Logan Wilson's doing all the points. So, I mean, the problem with Devin White is the other. I mean, Luante David actually has more tackles than Devin White. Devin White still does a lot of things, but just not quite enough. And it could be the matchups they faced. He faced New England. What, New England run it four times in that <laughs> game? I think the running back had minus four yards or minus one yard on four carries. So it was all about throwing and they weren't going to throw around where Devin White was. So I, that's a tough one, but I think we've seen four games now and Devin White really hasn't put up big numbers. I agree with everything you said. I really watched the Monday night game, Sunday night game, Sunday. really close. Devin White was had two sacks right there. Just was a second to mm -hmm. slow, right? You give him one of those sacks, that changes his whole scoring for the game. 
had an INT bounce right out of his hands. Butterfingers. <laughs> I guess that's why he's not tight end, right? That's why he plays defense. You know, and I'm almost wondering if they're going away with him because he's such an impact player that they're trying to use the other side of the field and stay away. But then when I'm watching the game, he's kind of still everywhere. He's just, I don't want to say he slowed down. It's just, just a little, I think his time's still coming. So I bench him, but I don't cut him. I, I, that's another guy that's hard to, hard to bench. I think I would hold on to him over a, a Patrick Queen. But, you know, I, I cut Tremaine Edmonds just last week, who's basically put up, you know, three and one tackle games. And I think he had a six in there. And then this week, still only three solos and three assists, but he got an interception. Oh. So, I mean, is that, does that now mean that I put in a waiver wire claim on Tremaine Edmonds to get him back? Or is it, eh, interception not going to happen. And he's still only getting average, like three, three tackles a game. Knowing you and knowing me, if he got the interception on our team, Justin Simmons, right? Yeah. We don't cut him. But we're probably not going to go out and try to bid on him either. I think that's – You know, but if he was on our team, yeah, he's back. We're going to keep him. But after we gave up on him and cut him, he's going to have to prove it to us at two games. (laughs) All right, the last one, tackle leader last year. And if he wasn't tackle leader, he's like top three. Zach Cunningham, also 71% owned, and he's ranked 68. I like Kirksey on that team better than Cunningham, but Cunningham, like you said, he led the league or was close to it in tackles last year. That's hard to go away from, but I mean, looking at what's happening this year, Christian Kirksey's doing better. But if you look at Christian Kirksey's past, there's some injury history in there. I think one little, you know, slight injury and all of a sudden Cunningham gets more tackles per game. I don't think there's anything with a matchup there either. It's, it's just weird on Houston this this year. <laughs> Last year, you know, they had Bernard Bernardrick McKinney and Cunningham, and I was big on Bernardrick McKinney because he was more of this curtsy role. He was the guy that's going to get past defenses, not just tackles. Cunningham was just going to get tackles, and maybe there's other guys getting these tackles. There's some safeties I want to talk about later in there too <laughs> that are that are looking pretty good. But yeah, I don't know. If that's another guy you just can't cut yet, Cunningham. I would hold on to him, but probably not start him. All these guys I wouldn't start. But there's very few that I would cut. I think a Patrick Queen might be one. And then I'd regret it probably. Yeah. Me, Cunningham, I probably cut just not stash on the bench unless, like, if you can go get Judon, Mosley, and Reddick, you know, I think those three are going to be, well, other than Reddick, I'm not the boom guy, right? You're the boom guy out of our group here. I like the consistent tackles and like a Denzel Perriman if you can get yeah. him because that's that's I'd what probably you're cut get. him. Yep, yeah. I'm going to cut him nine, eight tackles every yeah, game. Exactly, that's so. going to keep you from getting these zeros. Robert Quinn though, like he's got a sack every game. He's on my waiver wire list. Every game he's got a sack, so you can't count on that all year, can you? How about Quincy Williams? I know we didn't bring him up at all. Other Quinnen's brother. Yep, ten tackles and a sack this week. You but know, has he, he has anything else. If he has another big game like that, he's probably in the conversation where I take him over Queen, maybe. I think if you're a Jets fan, maybe you take the leap and pick him up now. But if you're everybody else, like, well, I want to see one more game. And then I'll Fair do enough. It. Fair enough. All right. Do you want to take us to the DBs? I sure can. DBs are a little tough this week. I don't know why, but this one's 10% owned. Byron Murphy of Arizona. He was on my year the one list. He was, I think, on my waiver wire last week. He's on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Number two DB in the league yeah. in scoring. All right. That's why he's on the list because I didn't realize he scored that much. But didn't he have like a 40-point game or something? I don't know all of his points. I know I think this week he only had like 19. Yeah. But had a pick. Back-to-back games with picks. I yeah. think he had two and one. He's almost in the same category as Trevon Diggs. <laughs> I mean, that's what Trevon Diggs does yeah. is right back-to-back games with picks. You know, neither one of these guys get many tackles, so you're dependent on pass deflections and interceptions. And back-to-back with interceptions is pretty nice to have, but it's it's a it's a risky pick when you're depending on those. But even playing Trevon Diggs, why does an NFL quarterback throw his, his way? You might say the same thing about Byron Murphy, and the answer is, because their star receiver is being covered by that guy. Yeah. And there's no way they're not going to throw the ball to their star receiver. That's just how NFL quarterbacks work. So well, quarterback always thinks he's the best player on the field, right? Yeah. I can squeeze it in there. I can squeeze it in. All right. All right so I've got the same guy. All right. 
Number four from KC, Mr. Nine Tackles this week, Mr. Sorensen. KC had a few guys. They were also all their DBs were in my matchup uh, uh, segment on the last show. I like the Sorensen. I like Matthew. And the sneaky pick, Legereus Sneed. I think he had either a sack or a half sack. So I don't have that guy, uh, Sorensen, on my list. So I'm going to go to a guy that you're probably going to like, this Denver rookie, safety. He had two pass defenses, two sacks, one interception, and five solos in the last two games. Caden Stearns, the rookie safety. Zero percent owned. I had him in my honorable mention just in case you didn't have him. But who is that guy? I like him better than Justin Simmons. I mean, two games, he's shown what he can do. And so if this keeps up, he might be like the, I call it the Jamal Adams role, right? Somebody yeah. that actually gets to play and leave uh, Justin Simmons back there in center field, making sure nothing goes over him. So, I mean, that's the two sacks, you know, I wouldn't count on that, but the interception, he's all over. He's up there at the quarterback. He's back getting interceptions and he's getting the tackles because he's a safety. So I like him. Yep. I like him too. Okay. My third one is Anthony Brown for Dallas. That's a great pick. Six tackles. I think they're kind of going away from Mr. Diggs. Yeah. And... <laughs> you would expect that to be 10, zero passes going Diggs way <laughs> and 10 passes going Anthony Brown, but he's getting some pass defenses too. So I really like that because if you look at what you have to choose from on the defensive secondary for corners, you're definitely going to pick on Anthony Brown. So Anthony Brown's going to make some plays. I know he's got a few pass defenses. I don't think he has as many interceptions as Diggs, so I still go that way too. Well, I don't have him, so I'm going to go over to Seattle. Um, I'm going to go with this safety, Quandre Diggs, 20 solos on the year with another 11 assisted tackles. So that's a consistent guy that plays safety. Nothing big, but consistency a lot of solos i like it okay number two wingard for jacksonville he's around 17 percent had five tackles he didn't have a big pick for me mm. but another five tackles i kind of like him this week i think they have a pretty good matchup is it uh jacksonville versus well i'll let you look up the matchup while i go up to the next one so i'm going with um the safety for Houston. I really like Justin Reed there, but this Lonnie Johnson, uh, safety at Houston, his production is increasing every week. And he plays New England, which I think is a really good matchup for safeties. So Lonnie Johnson at Houston is, I think, my number four. So I have one more if you have any. Yep, I got one more. I am Jacksonville plays Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. And that's Tennessee. a great matchup, I think. You think so? No receivers? You think they're going to even pass? Brown's hurt. Right? Look at when they, play hurt. Indy. when they run it, which they probably will run yep. 35 times. Indianapolis, that was the safeties getting all the tackles. Wingard's going to get that. Plus, if they throw it, maybe he's in line for Every, a pick. Miles Jack, I think he's a little overrated, but we yeah. already know that. Yeah. All right. Last one, biggest pickup of the week for me, Buffalo, 30%, 36% owned. One tackle, but he had an INT. Micah Hyde. I'm surprised because he's been on our the one list. I think he was on our matchup show and he was on our waiver wire before. So that's that's a pretty good one. I'm surprised with those numbers. You know, him versus Jordan, Jordan Poyer. Everyone would probably say like a month, a month ago or two weeks ago, Jordan Poyer. Yeah. Way better than Micah Hyde. But I don't know where they're ranked, but I think the numbers might be hashing out where Micah Hyde might be the best scoring, fantasy scoring defensive back on that team. In fact, in our league, I think Micah Hyde is the number three <laughs> scorer in the entire league. So that answers that. Don't know how far you have to go down before you find Poyer, but I'm sure it's pretty far. It looks like 35. So three and 35. Whew. That tells you why is Micah Hyde 35% rostered. All right. So my last one. Mentioned this guy in uh, when I flipped the script on you in the uh, matchup show. Went with those Jets defensive backs in the matchup. This guy was one of the guys I mentioned, Bryce Hall. He's a corner, so i got to give some corners some love here. 14 solos and a half sack over the, you know, not 14 and a half, but 14 solos and just a half of a sack over the last three games. And he's playing another pass-happy Atlanta this week. So look for the Jets to be in the matchup show for defensive backs. I like it. Well, a couple people, if you haven't cut them, maybe this time to consider them. You ready? Just don't say Justin Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> 112, 57% owned, Jeremy Chan. 
every one of our free agents we talked about today were 36%, my guide being the highest, and under. Mm. Well, I think uh, every time I hear the name Jeremy Chin, I think of the coach's comment in preseason of, well, we're going to let him you know, be back and play more traditional safety and not being up in the box, getting sacks and tackles for losses and that kind of stuff, and even tackles in general. He's getting a decent amount of tackles, I would say, but I think I think it's time to move on from him because there's so many other people on that team that are going to get the bigger plays. I agree. So, cut. Cut. Perfect. Okay, ranked 62 from the Pittsburgh Steelers, 66% owned. Micah Fitzpatrick, big playmaker. Oh, Pittsburgh's just a mess right now, which Mink Fitzpatrick is a pretty good player. I That one I think I don't cut. I just bench. It's just too good of a player. They've TJ Watt came back, so he's he's in there getting sacks again. That could lead to more pressure. Uh, but, you know, it's I put Minka Fitzpatrick and Justin Simmons on the same level where they're not getting as heavily involved as we're used to seeing them. But that doesn't mean things aren't going to change. But that's that's what people <laughs> that want to excuse to hold on to these players. I think I bench him. And I agree with you. I cut him, but I agree with him. He's on the same level as Simmons, but Simmons is the next one. Oh, no. 30, he's oh. ranked 36, mm-hmm. 59% owned. It's just like that Denver defense is so good, but it's just not doing it. So why would I cut Patrick, Fitzpatrick, and keep Simmons? Probably because I'm a homer, and that's what usually costs you big games when it comes down to. But Simmons, it's time to cut him. Uh I think the interception two games ago against the Jets pretty much held his status from being cut. So he got an R scoring, 22 yeah. points. Last week, no interceptions, but all of a sudden he remembered how to tackle. He did in game <laughs> one, too, right? Six solos, two assists, another 20 points. So 22 and 20 over the last two games, that sounds like somebody that probably should be starting every week because yeah. I don't know if it's consistent, but I like it. So I'm not cutting him. I'm actually keeping him. I don't know if my choice is start or keep. Start, keep, balls or cut. All three. I think I keep him and start him. He's playing against Ben Roethlisberger (laughs) this week. So he's probably most definitely a start this week. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think maybe Pittsburgh tries to just run at every play now because they're getting creamed. The quarterback doesn't have much time in there. He's throwing a lot of bad balls. So. I don't know. I like him. I'm keeping him. I think he's also just keep on your bench until you can start him. Oh, the problem with Jordan Poyer, too, is uh, he's he's got an ankle injury, which has him out right now, considered day-to-day, so he should be back. But Jordan Poyer is right around the same rank as Justin Simmons, which is yeah. kind of funny because they're both big names that would have been like probably top I was going to bring him up, but it did have a big red flag on yeah. him. It's hurt, so I was like, God, I don't want to talk down my Micah Hyde guy so especially if he's not on IR or anything all right is that your, your that's it one? all right Derwin James I think I just want to mention that since we're still on DBs you called for him to have uh an interception in our last show that I called a homer pick it was probably guaranteed a homer bait pick but he got his interception he listens to the owner yeah. of the team and if you would have <laughs> thought well He's covering uh, Darren Waller, the tight end that gets, what, 20 targets a game. Obviously, he's going to get some involvement, pass deflection, maybe an interception. And he did. I don't think he had a lot of tackles, but you'll take that interception. Get you 10 points. All right, you want to move us over to the offense side? The other side of the ball. All right. I've got three quarterbacks. Number, I was quite impressed by watching it. Mac Jones, 34% owned. He's only going to get better, right? Yeah, the, the problem I have with him is he's the safe quarterback. Yep. He's not going to get you the big 40-point games like the big-name quarterbacks that actually throw 50-yard touchdown passes, like Russell Wilson, uh, uh, Mahomes. But, again, those guys aren't going to be on the waiver wire either. So, But he will not lose you any games like your Zach Wilson yeah. and some of these other players that you're streaming. I do like he's the safe, and he will not lose you any games. I looked at a couple of rookies and decided I didn't want to put them on the waiver wire because they're still rookies All until right. I come around like him and when you mentioned Wilson. So they're not on my list. So I'm going to give you my number one quarterback, uh, Taylor Heineke for Washington. All right. I think this is really similar to Mac Jones. He's a consistent safe pick guy. And I think he's getting better. I think he finally had a three touchdown, no interception game. 
And Heineken is also on my list, number one pickup. But the guy I have in between them might have more upside than both of them. Trey Lance for the Niners, getting this, he's a little high, he's 56% owned, but man, he might produce really heavy this week because they're going to actually prepare him for the game instead of just, oh, it's time, go run in there, get in there and throw it to, <laughs> just keep throwing it to Debo. That's all you need to do. Coming off the bench cold is always <laughs> tough. So I, I think uh, any anytime you get the rushing yards, uh, added to your quarterback. That's what makes like Jalen Hurts really good too. He's probably not as good as his numbers. <laughs> well, he's got a lot of garbage time, but your floor, um, instead of being like zero or even negative, I mean, we saw Davis Mills get negative eight in our league. So your floor is a lot higher with these running quarterbacks because we start at 10 points now and that can only go up from there because, you know, their passing will lift them up, but their running is almost guaranteed they're going to get so many yards. So I have uh, someone different. This guy, I think, probably could be on your list. You're a fan of him. Daniel Jones with the Giants. I don't like his matchup as much, but he's got Barkley, who looks really good right now. He's running really well, and that should open up more opportunities for uh, Daniel Jones to get passes. I do like Daniel Jones, and I think I was this was his make-or-break year, and I think he's shown that he might be an NFL quarterback. I think I put him right there with the Drew Locke type, maybe a little better now. But <laughs> Oh, Drew Locke, he's probably, isn't he, arena football caliber after this week, after seeing what, Teddy Bridgewater, who's really the safe quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Drew Locke, ah. Uh, Bridgewater's know. concussion protocol. Locke is about four and a half to 5% rostered. But I couldn't put Locke on this list either because he's Drew Locke. He's back to Mac Jones, uh-huh. who's – going to score you a safe 10 points, maybe 15 points a week, where Locke might lose you the game with four picks. <laughs> the Davis Mills, yeah. so. so that's all I have at QBs. Yeah, yeah. same here. I'm done with QBs. All right, going into running backs. This this one was pretty fun. This guy we haven't really talked about in a few years, 33% owned. I was shocked he was owned by that many people. Levian Bell is starting to get a little playing time. In Baltimore, you know, he, passing downs, he was in there. I don't think they threw the ball because I don't think Baltimore really throws the ball to the running backs. <laughs> but he was in there, so maybe he's a better pass protection. You know, who knows? Well, the other guy that you had, Tyson Tyson Williams? Oh, he's cuttable for me. He's he, gone. Did he even play? I mean, I think he got a zero. So what's going on with him? Healthy scratch is Healthy what scratch. I read. Okay, so – I think everyone that was big on him, like, oh, this guy's in with all these running backs getting hurt. Looks like that didn't turn out too well. The other guy I liked is, uh, I don't know, used to play at New Orleans, Latavius Murray. Yeah. So I think it's going to be like Latavius Murray and then maybe Le'Veon Bell. But they have, uh, is it Devontae Freeman? At least Mm -hmm. he's got recent experience in the NFL. So there's a lot. I don't, it's, it's tough, but I don't. I think that's a place I just avoid that situation altogether. I don't want any of those running backs. Don't want to have to worry about it. So I'm going to give you a different pick on on running back. This one's another one based on the Chicago injury. That's a big injury. Montgomery uh, looks like he's going to be out for maybe a month, maybe longer. So I'm going to go with the the guy that should fill in for him, Damian Williams. Um, I think Chicago's pretty much built to be a running team. Fields had a better game, but... Field's stats didn't look very good. I think he still had zero touchdowns and a pick throwing. So I would look for a lot of running from this Damian Williams. I think that's a great pickup. I'm going to give you one that might be just a touch better. Maybe. I can't quite figure it out. Alex Collins of Seattle, only 6%. But he's starting to kind of take over the show. And I don't think there's really an injury, right? He's just getting more playing time. That's one where I think a lot of the talk is, well, don't expect him to start sharing the load with uh, Carson because I don't know. That's what people are saying, but that might be just to throw you off because if you just watch him run that touchdown run, that was like 30, he was just winding through people that, that made it look like that's impressive. And you know, the coaches are just like all the rest of us. They're watching the same film. Like, wow, this guy can, he can get through there. Maybe we got to put the ball in his hands more often. And then they come out to the BD and say, yeah, don't expect him to be, you know, any kind of load share or balance share. He's going to, if the play is right, we'll give it to him. So I'm not bought on him, but I would definitely take a chance if you need him. Right. Don't depend on him. <laughs> I like him as a, as a stash right now because he gave him a little spark as he came into the game. Yeah. And the team 
needs a little spark, so they might start playing in more. So that's the like same thing. Up. Like uh, the exact same comments we had when uh, Atlanta brought in Cordero Cordero Patterson. Patterson. Yeah, and he's kind of taken over. And the thing is, well, don't expect him to be the rusher because yeah. Mike Davis is still the guy. Mike Davis can still catch passes, mm -hmm. but both you and I saw Cordero Patterson is that spark. And that team said, "Look, we need a spark. We're losing all these yeah. games." And now what did he do last week? He caught, caught three touchdowns, touchdowns ran three. Touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> I think he's still – I just got another touchdown while we're recording this. So I think uh, that's the thing is you, you want these spark guys and maybe they won't last all year, maybe they will. But I think you got to you gotta get on them while they're hot and, and the spark's firing. So I agree. Here's a, here's a guy that I have, speaking of injuries, uh, Cincinnati, Mixon. Joe Mixon looks like he's banged up. He's week to week, so who knows how long he's out. It might be a one-week thing. But I think this is a desperation move. I don't like so much you free run. Just the expression on your face sold it yeah. to me that, you know what? I'm going to throw his name out there, but you know I ain't. It hurts the same as day, but I won't bid on him. But Samaji P. Ryan looks like he's going to get the carries. Joe Mixon yep. was getting a lot of carries. Joe Mixon is a lot better than Samaji P. Ryan. The only other thing that I could see happening here is Cincinnati going out and picking up another running back. You know, maybe uh, Le'Veon Bell goes to Cincinnati or somebody <laughs> like that. So I, that's that's the scary part because no team has ever really depended on Samaji P. Ryan to be their lead and only back. So that one's scary, but the opportunity's there. So yep. that's why I want to put him on this list. I agree. And the last one I have on my list, Williams for KC. I mean, mm -hmm. I know Hilaire's a starter. 100 yards, Hilaire. Yes, and a touchdown, yep. right? Shovel pass. But... Williams sure seemed like he was playing a lot in crucial parts. Did he? I think he might have even got a touchdown this week or last week. You Maybe. know, he was. So I just, as much as he was playing, I just, you know, I'm looking at him. And with my running back situation between Gaskins and Williams, <laughs> I'm like picking up. Else. I am picking. If you have a pulse, yeah. I might consider dating you <laughs> in my running back lane. <laughs> you know, the funny thing too is, uh, Hilaire was, you know, almost getting mentioned in droppables because I fumbles. he kept dropping the ball. So they stuck with him and he, he showed that he could stay. I mean, a running back at Kansas City should do good because if you play Kansas City, your number one, two, three, and four jobs is to stop the pass. And Kareem Haas, wasn't he the number one running back yeah. in football with KC? Yeah. That's that's all I got to say. And now you got two num number one running backs on Cleveland. So, yeah. I mean, childhood hunt. Yeah, looking at Seattle's running backs, if Carson doesn't get all of these, I mean, remember we talked about Travis Homer? Oh. <laughs> he had a game. I think he's nowhere to be found this last week. Alex Collins steps in, and DJ Dallas, I think they drafted him kind of early a couple years back. So, I mean, there's a lot of people to choose from. That's why I it's forgot Penny. With I think he's IR. I yeah. don't know how long. But well, just, you know, the running backs, you know, they just – I think they just cycle them in and out, kind of like the 49ers. They just don't get the results the Niners get. Exactly. <laughs> I think the Niners put any running back in there. Sermon. I mean, if, you, if you're kind of shying away from Sermon, he's looking better in just two games now. He's the best running back on my team. <laughs> That's how bad it is. <laughs> All right. I don't have any more running backs. All right. Too Go. hard this week on running backs. <laughs> Going into wide receivers. Last week, we had a million of them, it seemed like. Everyone. Yeah. I think they all got picked up. I put my number at 50%, but I had to squeeze one of them up at 56, but AJ Green is still only in the 40 percentile. Is he legit? I know he's an only but goodie. I think I kind of gave up on him at Cincinnati last year and just seeing him kind of move on, I figured, well, this might be a last ditch effort, but Arizona's the place if you're an old receiver because they've had quite a few that have had Fitzgerald. Yeah, that's what like I was just going to say. Yeah. So not bad, and he's these last two games. AJ Green is looking really impressive. He did not make my list, so I'm going to give you another one. I'm going to give you a rookie. You know, I hate rookies, Ooh, but baby, Kadarius Tony for the Giants. Um, <laughs> he's getting more involved. Last week, nine targets. Nine targets is a pretty good number for a receiver, even if he doesn't catch. percent old. He's available. Yeah. And if you're in a dynasty league, he's probably that's the 14 percent because well, all these rookies were taken. So. I do like him. Do you have another guy for us? Yeah, he was my number one. I really like. But Mooney for Chicago, right? As long as he's 56% owned, so he's not quite as available. 
But I think Fields likes him. I don't think maybe Andy Dalton, the redhead slinger, can't quite get him the ball, but I'm a big fan of Daryl Mooney. Mooney was moving up the list in preseason early early in the year. He was going up, and I guess he's just kind of falling off. The question is, even if Fields likes him, can Fields get him the ball? I mean, the first game we saw Fields, what did he get, like nine sacks, ten sacks, something like that, so he didn't have much chance to throw it. Got a little bit better this time, but still no touchdown passes. Do you think it's a coaching issue? You keep hearing yeah. everyone talking. Oh, he's in the hot seat. The coach is terrible, you know, so. It might be. I mean, obviously, some teams can do a lot better than others with rookie quarterbacks, but none of them can really start, you know, stack up the wins, which is really what you're trying to do. So, I don't know. I don't think it's coaching too much. I think it's just an experience in the NFL. Well, I'm going to tell you, in just my opinion, mm-hmm. I think Fields gives you the best chance of winning games. So when he keeps coming back and saying, oh, Dalton's our starter when he comes back. Oh, he shouldn't be doing that. You know, that's where I'm kind of drawing the line. It just feels just so athletic, so fast. He's a difference maker. I think so, too. I think that's that's probably a bad thing for the team because, you know, unless he truly believes that and they don't really want to start Fields, you shouldn't be saying that because Fields will take over. All these quarterbacks do take over and you got to build them up. you got to. You can't fight their leadership role, right? Fields needs to be the leader of this team. And if the coach is out there saying, no, this other guy's the leader, not you, that's going to make it so much harder for Fields to become the leader and be the leader on this team. So I that, I think, is a coaching mistake. I agree, 100%. So, wide receiver next. I'm going to go with this. Uh, I think this is still a stash move, but getting closer. Josh Gordon, he got activated off the practice squad now for Kansas City. Kansas City's, you know, talking about they need that second receiver to go with Terry Keel. I still like Nicole Hardman there. Probably would start him over Josh Gordon right now, but Josh Gordon might prove us. I mean, Josh Gordon's the same thing. Every couple of years, his name comes up, comes in, doesn't do much, and his name disappears again. But we'll see if it's changed this time. It's a good spot for him. Kansas yeah. City, if you want to be a receiver, you know, you got to compete with Kelsey and Hill. So there's not more, not too many more balls to go around. But I think it's worth a stash if you need them. Well, I'm just going to throw out, I don't think this is going to happen, but Antonio Brown, oh, there's not enough balls for him in Tampa Bay. You know what? He's kind of worked his way up, and I think he gets more targets than anyone else on the team. <laughs> Gronk might be the exception, but him with, uh, I think he went from broken ribs to bruised ribs, back to broken ribs. That's why he, he missed Sunday He was night, scared. So. I mean, Belichick, you know, was going to take him out of the game. Belichick probably trained his linebackers to hit at the midsection because you don't get a you don't get a penalty unless you go to the head. Keep your head up and only hit the ribs. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is that's the only way you don't get a penalty. So I have one more receiver. Do you have one more? Nope. Let's hear it. All right. Uh, I had this guy last week, Khalif Raymond for Detroit. Looks like Detroit's Ooh, best receiver. You're bragging him up. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I think his targets went down, but all of a sudden he gets two touchdowns. Who really knew he had two touchdowns? Did you really know he had two touchdowns? I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to stick with it. Fair enough. Don't make me do any research while we're live. No, (laughs) I'm going to say you probably, you and his family were the only ones that knew he had two (laughs) touchdowns and his teammates. (laughs) He just played for Detroit. Detroit doesn't like to throw to the receivers, but maybe things are changing. Fair enough. I like it. I'm going to have to look at him. Tight ends, I'm kind of cheating, so I'll let you go first. I'm picking guys that I've picked over the last couple of weeks. Fair enough. I've got three tight ends, um, 51%, 36, and 54. So Arizona, Max Williams is my 51 percenter at number three. I just don't know if he's going to be able to keep it up. I think he can. So I have Max Williams as my number one tight end pickup. I had him on there last week. I had him on there the week before. (laughs) He started the year. Maybe his first game wasn't too good, but second game, seven targets, seven receptions. Next game, three targets, three receptions. This last week, five targets, five receptions. There's one thing in common in there. They're all the same. This guy does not drop the ball. He gets targeted. He gets a catch. And I think he's got a – I don't know if he's got a – I think he has a touchdown in there. Yeah, he does have a touchdown. So – if you want a, a tight end that the quarterback can trust because they know if they throw it to him, he's going to catch it. Max Williams is your guy. And he's on the only undefeated team in the NFL. Let's give Arizona some love. Yeah, fair enough. Number two, Tyler Conklin of Minnesota, 36% owned. I'm thinking Minnesota's found another tight end. 
that guy's kind of up and down, but I do like him. I didn't pick him. I picked another guy. So I'm going to do the way back machine and take us back about two years. Zach Ertz. Remember that name? Someone cut him or did not keep him, if I remember right. And I'm sure he's very, very widely available out there because there was a lot of trade talks. He wasn't really involved with the team. Here's what he's done over the last two weeks. 15 targets, 10 receptions, one touchdown, and 113 yards. Maybe not the, you know, Kelsey type. So he dropped five passes compared to Williams. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. I well, love Ertz, by the way. Williams <laughs> was three games. Ertz was, Ertz did the 15 targets in two games versus three games. But yeah, 10 receptions on 15 <laughs> targets. A little bit bad. And I always thought, well, maybe, maybe Jalen Hurts is going to be more to throw to the receivers. But one common theme I saw in a lot of these games, uh, just looking at who's scoring, you got these good quarterbacks, and there was a lot of games, even the Monday nighter, where the quarterback threw two touchdowns, one to two different tight ends. So you get this tight end A with a touchdown, tight end B with a touchdown, and no receivers with a touchdown. I, and I think that showed up about three times. Last what was that? Uh, we didn't mention this guy in tight ends, but Parham, I think is his name for Los Angeles Chargers. The guy's like six foot nine. <laughs> All he has to do is wow. just stand up there at the goalpost and then have him throw it up. Obviously, he's running it, but still, that that was that was quite a sight. But no. him and Cook both cut a touchdown last night. I agree. Tampa Bay receivers were catching nothing but touchdowns. Gronk is comes in, starts catching all the touchdowns, gets hurt. Bates gets the touchdowns, right? Yeah. So, I agree with you. Same thing we can say for the Denver, right? No fan got a yeah. touchdown, and Albert O usually gets them. So, I think a lot of these, you see the same trends, right? That's what's working. It's a copycat league. Look for Titus. Now I know why you're in first place and I'm at the bottom <laughs> of this. All right. Patterns. Yeah. Number one tight end for me, Buffalo, Dawson Knox, 54%. You I know, that's pretty good. Isn't he right up at the top of the league? Yeah. So I'm a big fan of him, but those are the only three tight ends I have this week. So why do you like Dawson Knox? Is it because of the team, the quarterback, or the I just think they need that second receiver, and he's been the one getting a lot of targets and catching the balls. Yeah, that was I was big on Gabriel Davis to be that next mm-hmm. receiver. And then what do you have? Uh, Cole Beasley in there. And, and Sanders. Guys, Emmanuel Sanders. So, and none of those guys are really being the guy next to Diggs. So maybe that's it. All right, I don't have any more. I don't – I think uh, Alton Schultz we talked about last week. He's a little bit too rostered to, to put on this waiver wire, but he's still looking – Looking pretty good. Yeah. Well, the kicking game. No, I've only got one, so all right. Be well, very long. I've got three. I'll give you all three of mine, then you can make fun of me, and then give me the correct one. Okay. But all three of mine are in the top ten in our scoring system. Okay. Twenty um, percent Patriots kicker Folk, who missed the game winner, but I know he missed. Um, Graham Gino for the Giants, thirty-seven percent owned. He's getting a lot of opportunities in New York. And then Cleveland, this guy's 19%, and that offense isn't able to get the touchdowns like we thought they were. They're taking more field goals, I think, than we expected. 19% all. Who's the Cleveland kicker? Chase McLaughlin. Oh, is that Sarah's kid? <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have. So which, what's the magic kicker? All right, the magic kicker this week is – a kicker that normally wouldn't be on my list. My kickers have to not miss field goals. So he, he hasn't missed a field goal. He hasn't missed an extra point. But typically, my, my kickers also have to play in warm climates or in Or a dome. <laughs> this guy does not. This guy is on Green Trouble Bay. Trouble <laughs> He plays for Green Bay. He hasn't missed a kick. Mason Crosby. Fair no enough. missed kicks. No missed field goals. No missed uh, extra points. And he plays in Cincinnati and Chicago the next two weeks. Talk about some of the worst places to get. <laughs> Pittsburgh might be worse, but Green Bay could be bad too. So this is definitely not a, a long-term thing. But, man, he's kicked some long field goals and hasn't even missed those. I mean, Folk would have been here, but Folk missed a potential game winner. Game winner. <laughs> so I agree, but right now it's still warm outside. Weather's not an issue. Okay. Now in two, maybe. I was like four weeks. It will be an issue around Thanksgiving. So that's all I have for my kickers. That's it for my kickers, too. All right. Do you have any bonus content for us? Or should we just wrap well, up? I'll do one quick one. Okay. I did a new recipe over the weekend. Meatball 
cheeseburgers, cheaper cheeseburger meatballs. So it's is it round like a meatball? Like yeah. So yeah, meatball. took two ounces of hamburger. Okay. I did 80, 80 20. I like my meat a little fattier, so yeah, it's a little juicier. That's the secret to making yeah. good burgers. Two ounces of meat, flatten it. Nice stack of American cheese or your cheese of flavor. Round them up and then wrap it in bacon. Mm -hmm. Three twenty on the smoker. Dude, it was dynamite. You wrapped the entire burger patty with bacon. Yep. Okay. Cheeseburger meat. Wow, the only thing that could really improve that is if you deep fry the whole thing too afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I I definitely like that recipe. So I, I'm not a recipe guy, but I'll it was I'll super like simple. Cool. So that's all, all I right. have. Well, let's uh wrap up the show then. From our not so studio studio, <laughs> our live show. Fair enough. Share us and peace out. Yeah, please share us. And if you have any comments, you can email us at IDP Buffet, IDP Buffet, that's IDP B U F F E T at gmail.com.